You're listening to the 1208 Podcast from 1208 Greenwood Free Methodist Church in downtown Jackson, Michigan. everyone if today's message sounds kind of recorded rather than live guess what it's because it is so apparently when i went to record this week's message i actually hit a start button on a timer instead of a record button on a recorder so uh i just decided that i would kind of re-preach it it's going to be a bit shorter because you know you, you talk differently than you preach sometimes so Let's go ahead and just kind of dive in. So we've been going through Matthew, and uh, this week our main passage is a rather popular passage that a lot of people know. Matthew 11, 28 to 30, which says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, when I was a kid, I don't know if you had the same problem, but I, I struggled to hear the word yoke, and instead I heard yolk, which is what my wife was pointing out to me as I was just kind of reading this passage to her the other night. Uh, so like as a kid, it was always much easier to think like, why is Jesus's yolk over easy? You know, like I'm thinking of eggs, how you cook eggs. Why is the burden light? Is it just easier on your digestive system or something? I don't understand this parable. Uh, Of course, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, Though if you're not a part of a farming society or a rural area, uh, or even ancient times, you may um, less be aware of what a yoke is. So just in case you don't know, a yoke is that heavy wooden bar that uh, fits over the neck of an ox. So When you need them to pull a cart or a plow, this is how you attach them to that cart or plow. Otherwise, there's no way for them to carry it. So you attach the the, uh, wooden bar, you attach the yoke, and then they're able to carry it. Now, for us, we just might be thinking, okay, so carrying Jesus is uh, easy easy and light load. Um, And we might just take that very simply like that, which is fine because that is what he just said. Um, but it, it goes a little deeper than that. See, in Jesus's time, religious leaders are were already familiar with using uh, um, the metaphor of a yoke. But the thing that they wanted you to be yoked up with was not Jesus, because they didn't trust Jesus. What they were teaching was they wanted people to be yoked up with the law, with the scriptures. Uh, so, that right there is a very heavy yoke, as anyone could agree with. You know, uh, there's over 600 laws in the scriptures. Uh, so to yoke yourself up with these 600 laws, that's that right there is not going to be an easy burden to carry. It never has been. Uh, even since the time of Moses, people were breaking these laws. You know, if you were to read over the the Old Testament laws, you would then suddenly realize, hmm, I break probably several dozens of these a day. Uh, Even in dinner church on Sunday, you know, we were eating uh, a meal that had chicken, ham, and bacon in it, the chicken carbonara. And uh, if we were to look at the law, you would see like, 
well, we just broke the law because we mixed too many meats together. Or the the clothes that you're wearing, the clothes you're wearing can uh, be mixed in ways that are against the law. So for us today, we break it all the time because we're not really aware of carrying the law in the same extent that they did. Um, But, uh, you know, just imagine trying to live up to it when you know all of these laws. It'd be hard. The Pharisees actually did it. Uh, it's it's pretty surprising. But when you look at some of the things that Paul says, Paul's like, look, as far as the law goes, I was blameless. In other words, like there's a difference between like a, a an intentional sin and an accidental sin or a sin that you didn't know you committed. Uh, and Paul is more or less kind of saying right there, I, I think, is just like, I'm blameless. In other words, if I sinned against the law, if I broke any laws... It wasn't intentional. I didn't mean to. So you can't blame me for for having having done that. So Paul and the other Pharisees, the other religious leaders, they studied the law like crazy. And even though it was a heavy, heavy burden, they they carried it and they flaunted it, right? That's what Jesus calls them out for. We just talked about that in a previous message in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, the Pharisees pull out trumpets like, watch what I will do to be a holy religious person holding up the law. And now uh, you just see them through through Paul's ability to live a blameless life. You see all these other Pharisees in a new light where even if their hearts weren't in the right place, they were actually probably pretty good at obeying all of these laws as that was their study. That was their job. So uh, yoking up with the law, that's heavy. That's hard. Uh, it's mentally exhausting in every single every single way. Even if you break the law, you then have restitutions you have to make to repair what you've done. So uh, even the the like trying to fix the fact that you sinned is heavy. And that's always a heavy thing. You know, even uh, if we aren't living by all 600 rules perfectly, we still need to make restitution. But you just see uh, time and time again, it, it, it weighs heavily on people. So, but this is, again, what the Pharisees or the religious leaders of Jesus' time are, are preaching. Yoke up with the law. And now along comes Jesus, and he uses the same metaphor. But instead of talking about the law, he talks about himself, right? He, he teaches people to use him as a yoke instead. So if the law is heavy and, and uh, hard to carry, Jesus is like, look, carry me. I'm easy. I'm light. And that makes perfect sense when you look at uh, some of the other things you see Jesus saying. Because when he talks about the law, he's like, look, the law is not going to pass away. I'm not even saying relax the law. Uh, But what Jesus says is like, even though a period, a comma, no grammatical feature of the law will ever pass away. Here's the truth that you all need to understand as my followers. Jesus goes on to kind of point out, I'm the fulfillment of of the law. So, rather than yoke up with the law and with words on a page, yoke up with me, the living, breathing example of the law, so that you can understand not the law as words or as rules, but you can understand the purposes behind the rules. Because you're going to see Jesus seems to be breaking laws here and there, uh, but he he begins to point out to the Pharisees the ways in which they misunderstand the laws, right? 
uh, when they accuse him of picking grain on the Sabbath and how he's now just broke the Sabbath rules uh, because he just did some work and you're not supposed to do work on the Sabbath. Well, Jesus is able to just be like, what? do you understand what Sabbath is even about in the first place? Jesus then goes on to talk about some Old Testament stories to make um, the religious leaders give him some credit for having just picked food like he did. But he shouldn't have even had to do that, you know? He is a fulfillment of the law. So if he's picking grain on the Sabbath, he is not breaking the law because he understands how the law is supposed to be understood in the first place. And that's important for us to know, you know? If we look at Jesus, uh, we're not looking at someone doing something different from the law. We're looking at the law in a fuller form, in a truer form, in a form that makes sense of what it was supposed to be saying in the first place. So, yoke up with that, with the fulfillment. Yoke up with a law that is alive, that is breathing, that is a person, rather than the heavy rule-following of the Old Testament. When you run into gray areas of the law, you know, and you're like, okay, it's the Sabbath, but my dog's in a pit. What am I supposed to do? You know, that's another story Jesus tells. Well, if you're following the law to a T, I guess you just leave your dog to die. But Jesus is like, well, who does that? You're missing the point of the law. You know, that's, that's not how it works. So if uh, you feel like, if that feels to you like, oh, that's a gray area. I don't know what to do. Would I just leave the dog down there, come back for him the next day rather than love him and take care of him? take care of him? Well, Jesus is like, that's not a gray area. Look to me. And when you look at what Jesus would say on that kind of situation, guess what? His words are easier. They're lighter. Rather than following the law as it was written down without the fulfillment of Jesus, that takes a lot out of you. That's, That's harder to leave your dog in a pit. And as it ends up, Jesus didn't want you to do that. God didn't want you to do that. You misunderstood the law. So all that being said, it's important to understand uh, uh, this in its context. If, if the religious leaders are telling you to yoke up with the law, well, then look at Jesus. And what does he say? Is it contrary? No, he said the same thing, but he put himself in that place instead. So uh, when you do that, again, Jesus won't just teach you the rules of the law. He's going to teach you the the true purposes behind the law. Now, here's what's complicated with uh, a lot of Christians. And this is something that's complicated with me. I'll I'll admit it. Um, I can often be like the Pharisees because here's what happens in Acts. Jesus so often says that the Pharisees are, uh, you know, just he's always ridiculing them and calling them out on their sin and their pride that we're just like, man, the Pharisees have nothing good to offer us, and maybe they're just outside of the possibility of getting saved because their pride's just so extreme. But that's not what we see. In Acts, something interesting happens. Pharisees get saved. They become Christians. But here's what's complicated with the Pharisees who become Christians. Once the Gentiles start getting saved, they eventually kind of come around to the logic like, Okay, the Holy Spirit's baptizing them, so we can't speak against the Holy Spirit, even though we're not comfortable with Gentiles coming into the faith. I guess we'll get behind it because God's showing us that that's what he's doing. That's all good, right? But 
um, the Pharisees still wanted the old yoke. They wanted the yoke that they were used to and the yoke of Jesus. Because if the Gentiles are going to come in, they start uh, putting um, putting putting the law on them. What they start telling the Christians is like, okay, fine, Gentiles, they're coming in. They're getting saved. They're joining God's people, just like some of us Pharisees have done. But if we're going to let them do that, we just need to say a few things. Um, they need to get circumcised because that's an eternal covenant and God expects that of them. And they also need to live up to the law. So that's the Pharisees. They're, they're teaching the old covenant to new covenant people. They're teaching the old yoke instead of the new yoke, the old yoke of the law, instead of the new yoke of the fulfillment of the law, which is a living person and God himself named Jesus, right? So with that being said, um, we see that scenario play out in our own lives, right? Where if you're like me, sometime you're just like holding yourself up to the written rules as they are, not leaving any space for any kind of gray area. You're a perfectionist and you condemn yourself by the law constantly because in every way <laughs> that you move, it seems like it can call you out on, on doing something wrong. Uh, the Pharisees wanted that along with Jesus. And here we have in Matthew, Jesus saying, look, just choose me. It's easier. It's lighter. I'm gentle. I'm lowly. You will find rest for your souls if you choose me. And therefore, we would gather the opposite being true of yoking up with the law. And we can see that. The law, uh, through the eyes of the Pharisees, it wasn't gentle. It was quite harsh. It could get you killed, right? It got Jesus killed. It, it wasn't lowly in heart, but it held you up to a prideful standard of this is what you got to get to. It didn't give you rest for your souls. It made you feel like you were constantly unrestful. <laughs> it's hard to find peace when the law is accusing you constantly. It's not easy. It's hard. It's not light. It's heavy. And here comes Jesus saying, don't take both. Take me. But then the Pharisees get saved and they're like, we want both. And that's exactly what a lot of us go through today. I want both. And here's the reason I think we want both is sometimes I think if we're honest with ourselves, we're afraid that maybe Jesus isn't as gracious as he says he is, as the Bible says he is. And so somewhere deep down, there just might be this possibility that we're like, yeah, I want the new covenant. Yeah, I want the new yoke. I want Jesus but just in case this thing doesn't work out the way that I've been told, just in case he doesn't forgive me or love me as much as he says, I also want to hold on to this old taskmaster, the law. I want it to, to hover over me. So, so if Jesus rises up to condemn me, maybe I can look at the old yoke and be like, but look, I, I followed it. And that right there, when we phrase it in that light, it just kind of sounds like nonsense, doesn't it? Because we know that Jesus is much more loving than that. We know that we are secure when we are in him and believing in him and trusting and following after him. So don't, don't get caught up in trying to live the Pharisees of Acts lifestyle of let me wear both yokes. Because Peter called them out on that. When the Pharisees were saying they got to have, have the old yoke of the law, Peter just said, why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke, he uses that word, 
on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear. But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. And so Peter's response to the Pharisees, Peter's response to us who think that uh, we've got to have this old backup plan just in case this Jesus thing doesn't work out because it just sounds too good to be true. Well, Peter had words for that. Look, they're saved by grace, just like the rest of us. No one in history has been able to live up to the law, has been able to live up to the old yoke. So why are you putting that burden on these new believers? Put the new yoke, put the burden of Jesus. And as it ends up, that burden is quite light. Now, there's a lot of grand irony here, um, because if we were to go back into Matthew 10, which is another passage I almost preached on, in Matthew 10, like, it's just (laughs) paragraph after paragraph of Jesus saying, like, following me is going to be hard. You're going to be persecuted. Your mother, your brother, your father, your sister, your father-in-law, your sister-in-law, all of your relatives are going to turn against you. They're going to turn you over to courts. You're going to get whipped by the officials, by the politicians, and some of you might get killed. And we're like, that that's easy and light? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And, you know, a lot of times we're just like, that, that doesn't even make sense. What's the grand irony there? But... If you've ever lived out the things that Jesus calls you to live out, you're going to find that that's a much more peaceful place to live. Uh, the burden is less. It's it's lighter. And it sounds crazy because a lot of times in our mind, we're like, no, I want to live by the law to get to get my peace. So if someone stabs me in the foot, I want to live by the law, which says I get to stab them back, right? Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Whatever they break on me, I get a break on them. That'll make me feel good. Then my burden will be light. Then I'll be at peace. But Jesus is teaching us that that is not the light way. That is not the the way to uh, live um, without without burden. If you really want that, then you actually have to uh, turn the other cheek. You got to give the person who sues you more than what they they owned for, uh, more than the, more than what they're owed, right? So. The Bible actually, Jesus, the fulfillment of the law, paints these laws in new lights to say, if you want peace, if you want the light burden, then you got to do it the way that I'm telling you. And if you've ever lived that out, then maybe you've noticed that for yourself. So uh, that's that's an important point right there. You know, a lot of us are like, well, turning the other cheek doesn't work. And uh, part of my response to that is, have you ever tried Like, I remember one night I was just so depressed. Uh, When I was much younger, I was having this problem with a friend. I'm sitting outside in the, (laughs) under the night sky, just kind of fuming about this. And I was at this point where I'm just like, Satan's won. I got to give up. I, there's nothing I can do to restore this. When suddenly I I just felt like God kind of speak through, like it was a moment I was getting ready to go inside, go to bed and just say, I've lost. And then I just felt God kind of like, say, turn the other cheek. I'm like, well, how do I even do that in this situation? And then he expanded on it. He's like, Jamin, bless your enemies. Bless those who are persecuting you, who are hurting you. And that right there, that's living by the fulfilled law, living by Jesus's standards and the way that he expects the politics of the kingdom of heaven to work. So I actually tried that out. And you know what? 
I will say this, uh, it fixed the situation for a time before it fell apart even more, but before, um, even in the midst of the fact that it maybe still couldn't completely be restored and still fell apart, because I responded to the way Jesus was calling me to live in that moment, it was easier and lighter for me. Blessing my enemies actually caused me to love them more. It caused me to treat them differently and to see them through the eyes of Jesus rather than the bitterness that I wanted to see them with. That did something good for me. It did something good for them. And on top of all of that, it uh, uh, made, made it easier and lighter. If I hadn't done that, even if things did fall apart, my burden that I would be carrying right now would be significantly more because I wasn't obedient to the fulfillment of the law and because I lived in bitterness and unforgiveness and all that. So all that being said, uh, try it out. Live by the laws of Jesus. Live by the fulfillment. Live by the new yoke. See what God has to teach you. And even if it sounds harder, even if it sounds ironic, God, you want me to do that? That sounds so much harder. You said this would be easier and lighter. Try it out and see if you find out that that is not the case and that God actually has a way of uh, uh, really bringing a easier and lighter load by doing exactly what he says to do as fulfillment of the law. So with that, uh, that's kind of this message from this past Sunday. And I just leave you with the question that you can go from here wondering about. Which yoke are you wearing? The old one of the law? or the new one of the fulfillment of the law, which is Jesus himself.